Get your core skills on. Get your skills on. Get your skills on. Get your skills on. So do you want to introduce this episode, part? Hi and welcome to the Geiso Game Dev Podcast, where I, Thor, and my co-host Tim... Sup? And his co-host, Henry... Henry doesn't like to talk. Create he's a, a video He's a little game. shy. This is his first time talking on the mic, Today, so... Now keep going. Now, keep going. No, keep going. No, no you, keep going. you're no, all you keep, enthusiastic. No, no. I don't want to interrupt no, your absolutely flow. Absolutely not. Anything. I'm just trying to talk over you. Today, on this very special episode of our very special podcast, I have nothing planned. You, you're that, always the one with the notes. You don't have any show. No, I have, you don't a, have I'm, any notes. That, that's a lie. I do have notes. Uh, introduction. Let's start off with a recap. What's up with the with the sleep schedule? The only oh, thing man. we talked about last episode. <laughs> yeah, I sort of feel bad about dominating that entire episode. No, you ap- should not. Jesus. Uh, it's going, like, abnormally well. Hmm. Weird. <laughs> like, I'm usually pretty pessimistic about these kinds of things. Yeah, indeed you are. So if you were to tell me that, oh, I'd get a lot of benefit from... Going to sleep and waking up super early, which to recap is now I go to bed at like seven o'clock and wake up at three thirty. Mm. Really weird, weird sleep schedule. Yeah. Just listen to the entire last episode. Yeah, just do that. Actually, it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, boost our ego. Keep stroking it, please. Keep stroking it. I saw on our dashboard page that we have an estimated audience size of seven seven yeah you know, so all of you who are not bots <laughs> like what's up hello yeah <laughs> if any of you aren't bots um uh, <laughs> please no siri please uh, get in touch if you actually listen or read our blog i mean to be fair it seems that our podcast is more popular than our blog though that might just be because the podcast is hosted on spotify and if someone like tries to go like search skills on there they might think that we're actually developing a video game (laughs) i mean i'm still developing it yeah. yeah anyways recap on the the sleep schedule thing I'm very pessimistic about self-improvement stuff. So if I had gotten the advice, like, hey, go try a sleep schedule or whatever, I would have predicted it to go way worse than it's been going. Like, I'm not exaggerating here. When I say it felt like I was playing my life on hard mode, before I was doing oh, the sleep schedule. Right. Yeah. I get it. Like it's it's insane how different my hour to hour mood is. I am. Uh, 
I can imagine, actually. Yeah, it's it's really it's something else. It's yeah. it's fucking fantastic. I'm still still loving it. In the in the show notes for the podcast episode that goes up today, I uh, I wrote a little little thing where I just say, yeah, you know, Tim's really enthusiastic about this. Uh, watch it go to shit for some like arbitrary semi related reason in the in a couple of episodes. Uh, but I mean, you, <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> you've been, let's see, this is, you started mentioning it, not last episode, but the one before that. And then yeah, we talked about a month ago. Yeah. And then we talked about it not for an hour and a half, a straight last episode and it's still going yeah. and it's still going well for you now, like week four or, or five or six or whatever, uh, yeah. talking to me about it. It's, it's going very well. Yeah. It has some weird side effects, though. Like, my days feel like they're going by a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of strange. Yeah, that sounds Because strange. I go to bed when it's like the sun is up. So the sun is up. Mm. And then I wake up when it's pitch black outside. So it's like messing up with my idea of what day and nighttime is. Right. Right. Yeah. So, like, my days are, like, blurring together a little. Which I'm totally fine with. That sounds weird, but also winter is pretty soon upon us, and it, it will be pitch black constantly. Yeah. Yay. Great. <laughs> I can't... I, yeah, I look forward to that. Yay. I, uh, Seasonal effective disorder. <laughs> I, uh, I committed to doing something last episode. Oh, shit. What was it? I, it was to do something and see how it goes. Uh, and I will say this. It's going good. I have, um, so I've gone up like early a couple days. I've had a couple days where I've slept in like 30 minutes or so. Uh, but in general, like even now on the weekends, I haven't slept in, in the same way that I, that I have. And I've noticed like a negative behavioral pattern. Uh, yeah. So I think I've identified like, one of my core core anxiety inducers in my life oh it's my laptop your laptop yeah it's waking up or you know like being excited about starting a day and going yeah wow yeah i'm gonna make cool sounds on my computer i'm gonna like schedule my day or no i'm gonna like write emails and like visit web pages and i'm gonna and oh i have a book and i want to make as we've talked about on this podcast i want to make spaced repetition flashcards on this book that i'm reading and every time it just sucks <laughs> <laughs> I spent a collective, like, three hours yesterday and today, like, navigating, like, a fucking software synthesizer uh, for no real reason. Just crashes and, like, not saving presets properly. And it's just it's really annoying. And, it's really, and I just mm -hmm. want to go and I just want to, and I actually just want to do things instead of, like, spending time debugging. But, but it's it's deeper than that. It's more like a personal... It's more like a personal motivation thing. Like once I end up at my computer early in the morning, I just feel bad. Uh, yeah. It yeah. A, like if I don't get outside for three minutes early in the morning, 
like my my mood for the entire day is just ruined normally i go outside like for work and stuff when i had that and for school like i go outside a bit uh traveling between the dorms and the school uh but on like the weekends where all i can do is like spend time with my projects and that thing i really set aside time for this weekend uh it was a superfluous music thing that just ended up shitting the bed i have a i have 26 pianos is 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 the end result and it makes no sense uh and another thing was like keep reading my book and making flashcards of it, it it's super dense and full of useful information that i want to memorize but uh, just computer shit gets in the way and then once I'm in there and, you know, I've been sitting in like a bad posture and like, and I'm so excited or, or, you know, I just wanted to like set up that last thing I didn't have time for yesterday. And then suddenly three hours have gone by. I haven't eaten breakfast. I'm super hungry, but I don't want to eat because in, I'm knee deep into a, like a problem of like debugging this software synthesizer that just crashes when it tries to save presets. And, and I just yeah. feel bad. And then I go back and then I actually solve the problem and it's like a wave of relief and I relax a little and then it's launch. And then I feel bad. And then the more I like put off like going outside and going, going to the school and practicing, it just, it just gets worse, dude. Mm -hmm. This is what I call it's the tyranny like of the computer. Like overwhelming yourself? No, well, it's the tyranny of the computer. Uh, the tyranny of the computer. Yeah, I like that phrase. Yeah, I, I've noticed it like slowly for a couple of years. I guess it's, it's kind of combined with that feeling. Uh, I, we, we talked on the podcast when I played Clicker Heroes basically nonstop for twenty four hours. Uh, it's a bit like that feeling of just sitting down to do something and then just being stuck. Like, I can't, you can't get out. You can't just end the shit. Because somehow, like, all of this is related to my core interests and values and, and the things that I want to do. But it, it just sucks. Nothing, mm -hmm. nothing works. And it's an insubordinate amount of time spent. And, you know, and you start it and the fans go off and it's all just over complex systems unless you, like, turn off the wireless router and maybe actually that's a good idea just turn off the wireless switch on my computer i guess but it's weird i haven't i haven't defined it more than that but but i can now see clearly that i just feel a lot worse when i get up early and the first thing i do is or one of the early things i do is the computer stuff uh -huh. it, it just makes me feel bad i i can relate i feel the same way if i use my phone mm. my laptop is not like that for me though because you know i use my laptop for writing and programming and yeah. you know all of my interests that i'm kind of obsessed about yeah so it's more of like a fun place for me and i've gone to extreme lengths to keep myself off of horrible websites like youtube and mm. reddit and shit right while on my laptop i uh I haven't gotten YouTube out of my system yet. I still have to visit the site to uh, to view my uh, to view the mid videos that I've subscribed to in my RSS feed. Yeah, that's a problem. I use MPV plus YouTube DL for yeah. that. 
Yeah, it took a while for me to get over YouTube as well. But I feel the same way about my phone. Phone? Yeah. Like, I usually avoid my phone first thing in the morning. For like the first hour I'm awake, yeah. at least. Yeah, I get that too. I, I relate to that too. I spent... Uh, you sent me an article uh, two days ago? A day ago? And I... Which one? And I read it like yesterday morning in bed. It was the worst thing I've ever done. You know, like prime time between 6.20 a.m. and 7 a.m.? Just Oh, you mean that insanely dense GPT-3 <laughs> article? Yeah. <laughs> full of technical jargon that nobody understands? <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, you learn from hindsight, I guess. Yeah. If you could predict the future, then life would be a lot easier. Yeah, no kidding. Anyways, I think we should go into the what went right section. What went Because right. I got an idea to what to talk about. Right. What went right. Uh, all right. So that was a great transition, by the way. Great okay. job putting it in the right spot this time. Wow. Yeah, I marked it very clearly. <laughs> so I asked Thor for a recommendation on a book. Oh, the book thing. His favorite book. <laughs> I, th I then, like an hour later, thought about it some more uh, and realized I have read more than one book in my life. <laughs> I, asked, I asked him because I'm... I had the realization that I wanted to read, you know, his favorite book. Oh, that's a weird realization to have. Okay. Well, hear me out. I've known you for fucking 12 seven years, years now. Right. 12 years. Way too long. <laughs> uh, and I've never read your favorite book. It's uh -huh. like not knowing your favorite color. What is my favorite color? It's blue, right? Fuck. <laughs> Good job. Um, hold on. I need to find the. Guys, so uh, game dev episodes now marked explicit for explicit language. Oh yeah, took them long enough. Yeah. No, I mean I have to do it. I have to do it manually because I'm. I seem to be swearing a bit. So the book I got recommended. Sorry for the clicking and oh, blowing my nose. Fine. I, uh, the book I got recommended was Effortless Mastery by Kenny Werner, which is a book about uh, being good at playing the piano. It, very simplified, yes, sure. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to go into it. Yeah. So, I am conflicted about this book. Oh, you're, yeah? On one hand, Kenny Warner says things that I agree with a lot. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. Right. Like you're not going to be making good art usually unless you're being kind to yourself. Right. Right. Or, okay, that's too general. It's yeah. easier normally to make good art when you're being kind to yourself. Uh. Did you, for context, or for my context, I guess, which uh, which version of the book did you read? And have you uh, done any of the meditations? 
No, listen, I, I'm getting to that. Right. <laughs> I, I think I'm reading the 1996 version. Right. So the original, right? Yeah, the original version. That's what it says on my computer, at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. Um. On the other hand, I couldn't make myself finish the book. Oh, wow. Because, and I'll tell you the exact line, the exact paragraph that I just gave up completely. Yeah, right, because it's still on <gasps> your computer, right? Yeah, I marked it down. Like, it's so atrocious. <laughs> Let's see, where is it? Um, all right. So for context, he's talking about surrendering yourself to your art, quote unquote. Right. So <laughs> I, I can't even, okay. Quote, there is a place inside each of us where perfection exists. The genius, God, lives there. All the creative possibilities of the universe are to be found there. It is the innate ability of each of us to be God, to behave with extreme dignity, to conduct our business in a righteous manner, and to channel an endless stream of life-enhancing ideas and celebratory sounds for the upliftment of mankind. <laughs> That's pretty extreme. This joyful noise <laughs> is the sound that. of the supreme being manifesting through us. If we surrender our desires, we will hear it. At first, it will seem distant, like the sound of the ocean when you put an ear to a conch shell. But with practice, one can hear the divine unstruck sound and become enveloped by it. The outer music is then imbued with the light of the universe and its great transforming power. <laughs> A most worthy goal is to live one's life and perform all of one's duty from this inner space. Right. End quote. I have, uh, I, I first read Effortless Master, I think, two years ago. Yeah, Thor's favorite book. <laughs> I have uh, my kind of end result after two years and, and like reading that book twice and, and following uh, following Kenny for a bit uh, is basically this. There are some pieces, there are very few pieces of literature aimed and very few like methods at all in the world established or at even like trying to get like musicians to rehabilitate from severe anxiety or depression with their instruments and with like their craft and their creativity uh and sometimes like all you need it's just to listen and to read a dude just being so joyful about what you and the humans, human race can do with music if you just let music be music. And 
and like following meditations and the mindset of just hearing someone say just you know it's gonna be okay you're good there's there's a master within you too you're not uh-huh. you're not broken like i said i'm conflicted right about this book because for some context i'm not a religious person at all and i'm very uh very practical if you could say it like that this book is uh very spiritual by tim standards uh not spiritual at all by zen standards yeah it's i hate the fucking zen bullshit thing because to me it always sounds like an excuse to not think about the problem yeah like i read that whole paragraph and there was (laughs) nothing of substance said there but it sounds like there's substance yeah it's reassuring words not even it's just bullshit i this this is kind of what i mean um if if you there's nothing of substance there's no actionable advice no it's just no of course fucking pretending to know things you don't know and i hate that i hate that kind of writing so fucking much Oh dear. Yeah. So this book pissed me off to the point where I just gave up reading it. You uh but at the same time he says things that I agree with so much that I have a hard time not just yelling about it. Right. Because some things he says are just like exactly the things I've been thinking for a long time about just creativity. Like there was a story earlier in the book, book about how he had a lot of anxiety about playing the piano. Right. And his friend told him to only do like this simple finger exercise at the piano for five minutes a day. That was the only exercise he was allowed to do. Like that was the only thing he was allowed to do with the piano. Yeah. For like six weeks, I believe. I think it was less than that. I think it it ended up being less than that, but the original intention was six weeks. It was something like that. It it was anywhere from like a week to six weeks. Yeah. It was something weak. (laughs) Yeah. It was some denomination of weeks. Anyways, he did this and it like reset his ambition for the piano. Hmm. And I do things like that all the time when I get overwhelmed. I just do the bare minimum. Right. Like, if I'm overwhelmed with a writing project, I'll load up a new tab in, like, my terminal emulator. And just start transcribing something that I've already written. Like, it's just for five minutes. It's literally the easiest thing in the world. Context is... Is that you write a lot by hand now, right? Uh, not as much as I used to. I've been writing a lot more on the computer recently. Oh. But I've written at least 20,000 words by hand. 
Right. Just because it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but it's I haven't written by hand in Insane. a few weeks now, I think. Oh, wow. But, I mean, I could transcribe with a keyboard, too. Transcribe? It's just getting words down in the easiest way possible. Thing, trans, what do you mean when you say transcribe things you've already written? In one tab, I have my writing. In the other tab, I'm duplicating it. Like, I have them side by side. That's, uh... It's literally the easiest writing in the world, because you don't have to think about what you're writing. That's very interesting. Yeah. And I do something... I do the equivalent of that for, like, reading. If I'm overwhelmed with reading, I'll read for five minutes. Yeah. And, like, I only really have to read one sentence. But if I want, I can read more sentences. Right. Yeah. And I just do the... Usually doing the bare minimum helps me get over the whatever anxiety hump I'm on. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, I think that's pretty well established in like a habit and motivation and productivity, like techniques and stuff by now. Sure. Uh, I mean, I, I do the same thing as well. Mm -hmm. And he criticizes school a lot. Education, right? Yeah, the educational system, yeah. at least in America. Yeah, uh, and obviously I agree with that because my education was an unmitigated disaster and nearly destroyed all joy I had in learning. Yeah, I mean, look at him; he's a writer. <laughs> uh, yeah, and. You know, he criticizes that in a way that makes sense most of the time. Yeah, I agree. If he's not going into that weird Zen religious bullshit. Right. Um, yeah, he says something like the, the way music is taught is more like a conveyor belt. Yeah, and indeed it is. Even it's not like, oh, discover the things you like to do. It's give me two pages by Monday on what you like to do. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I, I had a conversation with the guitarist a couple of days ago. It was like, yeah, you know, I'm learning jazz standards, uh, like standard repertoire for, for playing jazz. It's like, yeah, I have a list of... Li like something insane, like 236 songs. I'm like, oh, did you make your own list of like songs you really like? And he says, no, it's from, it's from a th jazz theory book. Uh, the author says that if you're, if you're going to be, if you want to be a, like a big shot jazz musician in New York, uh, don't even think about going there before you know all these standards. And then there's star marks, star marks on like the things you really, really need to know. <laughs> And I just went, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> because that sounds terrible. That sounds like yeah, the, the death of every creative, you know? I mean, it can help sometimes. Yeah, like but I mean, have a, a list of 236 and it's like... Yeah, that's a little overwhelming. And laying that out as like, you need to know all of this and you need to under Like, you need to master all of this. That's not a... Yeah. It that's it's homogenizing yeah. and just sad. 
Yeah, I, uh, so my conclusion is that I hate the book. Right. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. It was not for me. Did you, uh. I, I usually don't drop books, but this one I just, I couldn't stand it. Did, how do you like my favorite book? Um, did you, uh, did you get to the first meditation? No. No. Maybe they weren't in the 96 release. There was there was a meditation like somewhere. Yeah. That I, I read through it. Yeah. I didn't do it though. It's a because it's more Zen bullshit. It's a twenty three minute. Oh yeah. I'm not but saying meditation no. isn't is Zen bullshit. No, no, no. Meditation in general is good. It's just the way it was presented made me like not want to do it. It's a 23-minute thing. It's uh, There are four of them total throughout the book. Uh, they go down in length. The first one is 23 minutes, and they get shorter from there. Mm-hmm. They're uh, good. Yeah, so... Yeah, terrible book. <laughs> I can't believe you like this shit. <laughs> or, well, I can because I know who you are. Yeah, there, there you go. It's a very Thor book. It's a very Thor book. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. I saw so much of you and your personality in this book. There we go. Copy link. I uh, I get it. Yeah. I really, I really do get it. So that's my review of Effortless Mastery by Kenny, what, what's his face? Kenny Werner? Yeah, that. Yeah. I, uh, that's a scathing review. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, obviously I have some strong opinions about writing style. You, uh, <laughs> this is coming from the guy who wrote the story called the fucking exploding ham phone. It, uh, so maybe I shouldn't talk. I, but I just I can't make myself read books like this. Right. I can't do it unless I'm reading them as a comedy. Like I read the uh, Thinking Big book. You know that really famous like 1940s book. Ah, uh, Think Big and Grow Rich. No, I don't know. No, not that one. I, I think I know which one you mean. Yeah. I, I know. No, I think it is Think and Grow Rich. Right. Yeah, Think and Grow Rich. I read that, and I read it as a comedy because it's exactly the same like stupid magical thinking Zen bullshit right. that I hate. But it's so stupid that like it's just a great laugh. So I can read stuff like this if I'm not trying to take it seriously. But since this was your favorite book, I was trying to take it seriously uh. and just getting pissed off. <laughs> I, uh, I get it. I really do, because I know who you are, and this does not surprise me at all. Yeah. Not at all. Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, what are did this go what went right and this all right what uh, yeah this was that was what went right 
I guess, do you want to get in the next section, or I, uh, how long do we want this podcast to be? No, I, I, I don't. I, I have not prepared any, any of my own thoughts, but I, I guess I could, could ramble a little bit. I, uh, I totally get it. For me, for me, like this, and and I know that you are. If I'm pretty rational and like logical of a thinker and feeler. Uh, Tim, you are at least 10 times what I am, you know, it's, uh, the, the gap between me and normal humans are, is usually pretty big and especially like normal, like music creatives, uh, acting, uh, acting and, and thinking and, and feeling a lot, a lot, a lot on intuition. Uh, the, the gap is usually very, very large, uh, but the gap between you and me is also very, very large when it comes to <laughs> intuitive processes versus a completely laid out uh, methodical, law, rational processes. I, I, In some ways. I think pretty intuitively, though, about most things. Do you? It's just the processes I use to build those intuitions. Do, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. You, that is, in my eyes, just proving my point. Uh, <laughs> because I say stuff I like, I, because I say point. stuff like that to normal human beings, uh, and they don't understand me. They just don't relate. <laughs> none, right. none, none at all. I just and I, I go no, but you got to think through the process. You got to think through the process, and then make that like the core part of like you, you got to shift your worldview and your and your paradigms if you want to use bad self-help terminology again uh you gotta you, like that's that's how you do it that's how you do it effectively and efficiently do you want change you have to you have to go in and you have to micromanage it for the first bit and then repetition and, and analyze and, and do a process out of it but uh people don't change yeah you gotta that's what you gotta that's do that's what you got that's the only option <laughs> or get a headache <laughs> <laughs> and wake up three hours earlier and then suddenly have your entire life change. Right. That also works. Right. And, uh... I don't know. I... I think of myself as a pretty intuitive thinker. I don't know. I think you... It's just, I value rational thought a lot. Rational thought, that's the title of this episode. <laughs> rational thought there we go and when i say rational thought i mean thoughts that make your model of the universe actually accurate to what the universe is right instead yeah. of whatever you want it to be and you value accuracy and precision above all else most of the time yeah um, and i'm saying all of this while also my writing style is almost the complete opposite. I disagree. Really? Yep. My whole point of writing style, my whole writing style is just off the wall, off the chain craziness. Always. Uh, it's... Uh, yes, but never with anything implied is what I mean. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, you have a, you have a very clear, succinct way of putting things, and and uh, taking reader along the reader along specific paths, and you write what you mean, uh, and like 
at most when things are unclear in your text. It's like, is it was that a pun or was it like meant to be part of a story? Was that like was that like a second a third level meta joke? Or is that just like a funny way of phrasing that sentence? Uh whereas uh it, it's Oh, it's a difference of intent. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I intend to try to think rationally, whether that's intuition or not. Right. Yeah, that is probably what I'm getting at. Uh, <laughs> this is way above my pay grade. Um, um, my, uh, did I, what did I want to say? Right. So, uh, back on the book, Effortless Mastery for me is, uh, is therapy. It's, it's the singular, it's the singular proof, uh, and I say that very, very lightly, this is, it's not a religious text, that it's okay for things to be as they are without the need of over-rationalization and over-indulgence in, in, uh, in those types of, like, incessant endless thought processes that i end up in it's mm -hmm. just like 180 pages and like 35 40 minutes of guided meditation of a guy who's already been there saying you know it's cool it's all right it's okay you can let things go you you're you're already good you have to quote like you have a master within you and quote is not necessarily for me it, it, i don't interpret it as as like send bullshit for me that's just like oh right yeah i uh yeah i have value okay. too yeah it's reminding yourself that you have value yeah it's i uh, I you see. I get like this pit in my stomach when you describe that meditation. Right. <laughs> Maybe this will help you and our listeners understand where I'm coming from. When I hear it's okay, you're already a master. That to me sounds like that set us that sets off my like internal self delusion alarms. Yeah. And like red blaring alarms. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right. Um, it, it, I just it, I just immediately mark that as total bullshit. Right. And what you're and what I'm trying what I'm trying to convey and what I think you're missing is that that's not meant to be interpreted at that the intent is not for it to be interpreted at as or even be said as like oh you don't have to do anything at all. It's just it's like this psychological reaffirming that your performance does not define whether like how good you are like you just as if, if you just do you will do something good because you are doing it and doing it is what makes it good therefore and like his of course his phrasing is <laughs> it's like the weirdest circular like twisty logic i've it, ever it, heard it is but it's also it's it's so hard because and i know because you haven't had this weird you i don't i don't think you've had this relationship with like your your creative output or your your creative arts or i used to be super anxious about making things it's mostly with video games because 
I didn't really enjoy the tools I was using or the way I was doing it. Mm. I was also pretty depressed while doing it as well. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it was it was mostly the depression. Yeah, but it was. Um, <laughs> go on, <laughs> go on. I I imagine, oh, and it's so hard. Oh, it, it's the it's that gap between the between the arts as well. Jesus. Um, I uh, I get where you're coming from, and and I don't disagree. Uh, but I also but. And I don't, and I don't completely disagree, but it's, uh, it's still <coughs> weird because intuitively the book and the meditations, uh, are something that just always helps me. It's this weird, yeah. it's this weird minimum thing. Like if I spend, if I spend just like reading a page of someone else, just reminding me that, Hey, whew, it's good. <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> If I spend that 23 minutes or 7 minutes of the short meditation and someone just going like, Hey, dude, relax. The next time you play music, you don't, you can, you can relax because you're playing music and that's great. Because obviously it seems that my brain doesn't run on those processes. It doesn't, it doesn't right. run that program or whatever. That's not to excuse, like, me not building it, like, myself and, and getting there myself, but, but no man is an island, right? Something like that. Are you... Yeah. <laughs> you don't get that, right? I get I don't get it at no, all. No. I'm sorry, man. That's... Uh, I just... I can't relate. That's fine. I tried self-delusion a lot in my life, and it just never worked for me. Or, well, it worked for, like, a few days, and then it, like, wears off kind of thing. I've never gotten long-term positive change in my life by deluding myself with things I don't trust, like that meditation thing. Right. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, this, yeah, that's silence, huh? This is a, uh, I mean, it's, it's like the Grand Canyon of, of, of like explanatory gaps, you know? Yeah. Hey, there's a term. Yeah. The explanatory gap. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I always had the thought of, uh, oh, you know, no, did you have you, something no, to say? Go. I was going to kind of derail. No, you go. I always had the thought of what it would be like to like be another person for like a day. To actually walk in their shoes for a day. Mm. Like, first of all, <laughs> the big problem would be like, if you were the other person, then you wouldn't be yourself for the day. Right. So when you woke up as yourself the next day, it would be more like you just got the memories of some random person over the course of being unconscious for 24 hours. Uh, okay. You get where I'm coming from? There? I, uh, 
It would be like remembering right, be- your previous day. Right, because the the core visceral experience of doing that is so wholly incompatible with any other person. Yeah. yeah. Because if it was like a Freaky Friday thing, then it would be like, oh, yeah, I could go to this other guy's job and not know what I'm doing. Or I could be in this guy's body and not know what oh, to do with it. Right. Okay. Now, now I see where you're coming. Okay. I'm not talking about a Freaky Friday situation. No. I'm talking about literally being another person. Right. Right. In the right. sense that like, I can look back and like have a continuation of consciousness between being me being somebody else, and then being me again. Yeah. What would the... And, and Which would basically mean, like, waking up one day with the memories of somebody else. Right, yeah, exactly. I see. So, and then you get into the obvious problems of, like, okay, how does that integrate into your current brain? How do you stop that from being totally traumatizing, and mm. et cetera, et cetera. It's magic. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've thought about this problem <laughs> so much because I eventually want to write a book about it, actually. Like someone actually having that happen to them and then being like totally traumatized while they have to integrate new like memories and habits and shit into their mind. Yeah. I don't know. It it's a vague idea and I've thought about it literally for years now. <laughs> Like it's it's very it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. I'm gonna put a blanket statement over the whole thing and say it's magic. Yeah. And it works how you intuitively expect it to work. Okay. Instead of whatever. What would that be like to like have that perspective? Because everything I experience in my life is through the lens of my own perception. Right. Yeah. Everything. Right. Even when I'm pretending to be somebody else, it's still through the lens of my own perception. Of yeah, of what it would be like to pretend to be so. Yeah. So, like, just having that experience of being somebody else would be so valuable for understanding everything about, you know what it's like how other people think yeah because i don't know how other people think i i can imagine predict how they'll think i can you know conceptualize it but i i don't i don't know i'd like i only know how i think i'd like to point out that uh, other people work like you do and they have brains and inner voices and uh, because I know we we talked about this like maybe a year back, uh, in in private, um, people, pe- people are people. They probably think exactly the uh, it's, oh, it's the explanatory gap again. Um, people are people. What's what's there to predict about how other people, how other people, think or or oh no, that makes no sense. Keep going. Um, I'm just going to ignore that. Go for it. I, um, it's, I think you're actually, I'm not going to ignore it. Fuck it. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck everything. Um, (laughs) It's, it's part of nuance. What goes on like 
perceptually in your mind when you listen to that meditation and you don't immediately turn it off because it's total bullshit. What happens from your perspective? Right. Like how does your mind work like that? Right. That would be such a valuable experience. Con throwing away all of the like awful implications about identity loss and shit. Yeah, yeah, of course. But that would be such a valuable experience. Of course, the the obvious implication of identity loss. Um mm -hmm. <laughs> obvious. It's it's like you would wake up and you'd be like, who am I? Of course, yeah. Because you'd have like the memories one day of being some random other person. Of course. It would be totally traumatizing. <laughs> and like memories are just neurons in your brain. So like how do they integrate with your memories? And since they're you know, literally. you can remember from the day before, this is just it's crazy. It's basically trying to like meld two brains together and not have everything break. Sounds pretty cool. I'm uh, I'm going to just hastily just push us over into uh, a new section. Do it. Say something. I'm giving up on you. <laughs> oh sorry it's it's lyrics it's say something i'm giving up on you it's not say oh, something Jesus and then Christ. me saying i'm giving up on you i promise <laughs> holy christ <laughs> speaking of it's fucking brutal i guess i don't like your book you just fucking drop me like a sack of potatoes it's, it's actually a lyric it's actually it's say something i'm giving I know, up on i know i you. know the song good <laughs> i know the song <laughs> But, but I wow. But now that you mention it, it might have been uh, subtly influenced by my subconscious. Uh, I wanted to uh, keep on the fucking on savage. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to keep on the on the book topic a little bit. Um, oh yeah, you uh, keep going. You who know me, you who have <laughs> seemed to figured this all out. What? Uh, I object to both of those statements. <laughs> there you go. That's that's all I wanted to hear. Thank you. This. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, <laughs> Keep going. What? Oh, and this this is hard for me to uh, to to formulate properly. So help me out. What? Uh, what's my problem? Hmm. What's my problem? <laughs> Which one? No. Fuck. <laughs> I, that wasn't as effective as I thought it would have been. Um, <laughs> There's so many, I lost count. <laughs> All right, speak for yourself. Um, well, yeah, of course I have problems. <laughs> I, ah, this, this is ad hominem attacks. I'm sorry. Um, how do I? How do I phrase this? What, what did I want to get out of you? Um, you What's have your a, problem. A problem. A problem. This book. Me. Dynamics. Thoughts? Question mark. Complete sentences? Question mark. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, how could I phrase it a different way? Um. What? Uh, what makes you? Th what? Why don't I filter this out as complete bullshit? And 
what uh, what what am i missing um well that's a big one that's a big one okay like yeah hold on hold on let me think um my immediate guess is that it's because it makes you feel safe and good oh yes that's that's a and you like feeling safe and good that's a gut emotional reaction sure yeah and that's kind of the occam's razor answer it's it just you feel good when it you listen to it what is and interact occam's with razor? that kind of thing hmm? what is occam's razor the simplest answer is usually the correct one all right yeah it makes a lot of sense There we go. Thank you for listening to this episode. Yeah, there's, <laughs> wait, wait. I could explain Occam's Razor if you want. Oh, uh, no, I get it. There's actually like really interesting math behind it. I, uh, um, uh, it makes me feel safe. Yes. Uh, well established. Uh, what? Uh, what? Yeah, it makes you feel safe and then you do it. Because it makes you feel safe and nice, and uh, or whatever. Further implications. Safe or nice. Further implications of that is that I don't feel safe and or nice in other as areas of my areas uh, of my life. Uh, well, to... how about this? When I'm attacking your values like this, do you feel safe and nice? Um, poof. I mean, not directly, no. Yeah, compared to when you're doing that meditation thing or reading this book. Right. Which one emotionally, not philosophically, would you rather experience? Right, yes, of course, yes. Well established, the the safe and, and cuddly part, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's why you do it. So what's, uh, what's, what's the barrier between you and me? Is it a built up? Um, is it a, a resilience towards feeling warm and safe and cuddly and like a human being? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? I don't like feeling safe. Uh, I don't. I don't. Or, or that you've built up a, a system where you question the, uh, the the very things that you consider safe and the, then routinely change them around and just deal with the uh with the philosophical aspects of like yeah i'm just gonna feel miserable for a while because i realized that everything i believed was wrong so uh so let's find a new system to replace that i i think you're just describing a values difference at this point yeah like I, was about to- I enjoy certain things. You enjoy other certain things. It's very weird. <laughs> and I do the things that I enjoy in the way that I enjoy them as much as I can, at least. And you do the things you enjoy the way you enjoy them. Sometimes. Some. Oh, there we go. That's a comment. Elaborate. <laughs> I was being kind of a dick. There. All right. Cool. <laughs> I don't remember what you said. Um, you do the things you want to do the way you want to do them sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. Oh, I get it. Oh, that's. Oh, I get it. Yeah. That's. Uh, 
Because you actively sabotage yourself a lot of the time. You elaborate. What? This I, is a totally different topic. Yes, I know. I, I, I'm just in the mood for feeling uncomfortable. Okay, f fine. <laughs> like, you're fucking sitting there at your laptop feeling miserable when you have so many fucking options for doing things creatively. Doing things that I actually like, want to do, and yes, and that's the, the and that's the weird part. Your that's environment the, is exploding with opportunity, and that's the tyranny to make of things. it. I've, yeah, and that's the tyranny of it. What's the root cause? Why not cost? take out a piece? Of, if you don't, if you don't like the computer, then take out a piece of paper and write notes on there. If you don't like the paper, pick up your instrument or pick up a fucking nose whistle and just do a little ditty. Nobody has to hear it. Oh, nose whistle. I've like, got my nose whistle somewhere around here. Yeah, he's going to bring out his nose whistle, everyone. Get ready for it. Sipping up my nose whistle. Yeah. Put that thing back where it came from. Or so help me. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. You know how you get, like, saliva and shit inside of your trombones or whatever? It's like, actually, that one's gonna have boogers in it. It's actually <laughs> condensation, and actually, the way that this beautiful instrument is constructed, it uh, it's, yeah, bacterial, and yeah, it's plastic. What were we talking about? The boogers, like, what, solidify what inside if, of it and make a better tone. What was... <laughs> what was I... Uh, what am I diluting from? Self-sabotage. Self-sabotage. Oh, how relevant. So, I was... I was railing on you <laughs> because you're... <laughs> Like, you were texting me about Zenad sub effects this morning. Yeah. And when I say this morning, I mean like four o'clock in the morning. Oh, right. On my end. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just think that's really funny. It, how... it is pretty funny. I thought about that too today. Yeah. When I, I, I must have written an entire blog post in a single text message with everything about everything wrong everything with Everything wrong with Zenad sub effects, which is a software synthesizer for sounds like instrument sounds yeah like a and i'm sitting here like you already have synthesizers you know how to use you already have a digital audio workstation you are only preventing yourself from making things for for no damn reason to be fair i've uh, completely given up on that synth now uh and i was acting out of uh, sunk cost fallacy for saving my single preset that I thought was really beautiful. And mostly for like, actually wanting to figure out if there's a way to save a preset without making the synth crash. But other than that, no, I yeah. fucked that. But it's that's just a microcosm of the whole situation. Yes, yes, yes. You are right. Every time. And that's... It's not a single, singular situation where you're complaining about fucking Firefox. Am I complaining it's about Firefox? endemic. I, it was just a stupid example. You'd, it could be anything. Right. Complaining about Audacity, Firefox, Linux Audio, whatever it is. Oh, right, yeah. It's not a singular situation of you, like, trying to explore new possibilities. All you do is explore new possibilities to the detriment of actually doing anything. I'm, uh, and, and I discussed this with you a little bit yesterday, but uh, this is uh, another like uh, life gap 
uh, you and I may spend a lot of time together, but the part of my like musicianship uh, that you see is all the digital shit that I do at my laptop. And that is in the face of very frustrating, very frustrating things. Yes. I, yeah, I know, no, I'm saying this under the assumption that you're still doing music with your like bass and like playing at your school or right. shit. But you constantly talk to me about your goals with making cool sounds and your goals with making cool music. And, oh man, I want to, you know, you're, ah. you want to be a good musician. Ah, right. And this is what the show notes were. Uh, I uh, some can, sometimes I do things without knowing why, why I do them. Um, I uh, I've I've talked to you about this too, right? Like I want to talk less about like my values and the stuff that I want to do because this inevitably happens. And this is exactly what I wrote in the show notes for the last podcast episode. I'm 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 aware uh, of these things, and I talk about them. I'm like I want to do this and this, and then things frustrate me and get in the way, and then. I talk about that because I'm aware of it happening. But then suddenly it becomes prestigious to like either like keep in the theme of like, oh, yeah, fuck, oh, fuck software synthesizers or because suddenly that's like an identity thing or suddenly it's like a prestige thing. Like, oh, I want to I want to write a, a suite for solo cello that's three hours long. Like, oh man, that would be a cool dream to have. And suddenly, having said that out loud, my brain goes, oh, I have to do that now. Oh, there's the anxiety. I feel it right now. I feel it right now in my stomach. I don't want to do that. I set it as an example, but saying it out loud makes my brain think it's think I want to do it. And suddenly, uh -huh. I feel bad about it. It's completely unreasonable. I don't want to do it. It's not that big of a deal if I don't write a cello suite for the last for three hours in my life. But somehow I still feel bad about not doing it. Mm -hmm. I need a mental health professional. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been saying this whole damn time. Oh, you need to not do therapy in the middle of a podcast episode. <laughs> and actually get therapy. Oh, oh, yeah, that is exactly what you're saying. It really is. <laughs> to continue my train of thought, the... Fun, there's a disconnect between your values and your actions. Yes. That that I frustrates me a lot. <laughs> that I uh, that I seem aware of enough to comment on without really noticing yeah, that it's happening. And yeah, it's just that's the sick part. Uh, you you say you want to make cool sounds, and yet you sit there tiddling away at Zenad sub effects instead of just using the sound making equipment you already have. Synad sub effects. I know you're like a single dude doing that. Give me an email when your synthesizer's actually When you ready. listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, that too. The single guy making Synad sub effects. Or maintaining. Gonna come to this least. podcast. Give me, uh, give me an email when it's actually ready for a professional. Uh, uh, no, uh, you're right. Uh, oh, is that what my instrument idea is? I've been, uh, I've been, uh, I've been introducing an idea. I've been thinking about like instruments, like how I can be less frustrated with shit and how I can keep like a more consistent, 
how no, I- <laughs> no, that's not how you do it. <laughs> do you think like you want to make something? You make it. <laughs> like this might be like a values difference or an explanatory gap difference, like a planning but, difference. But seriously. <laughs> Um, Seriously, man, you don't need to make like a huge corpus of instruments to make music on a computer. No, I just want to make one perfect instrument. No, you're right. <laughs> like, you're right. You already have the tools. I have a lot of tools. You already went through the process of setting everything up. Yeah. It's there. And spending. It's ready for you to a use. A lot of years in music. Hmm? And spending a lot of years doing the musics. Yeah, like you have the experience, you have the skills, I have you the have the equipment. Like, it just baffles me how you keep making up reasons to delay doing stuff. I, uh, now that might be a value difference. Or an explanatory gap difference. You, how are you not making up excuses? Not that part. Not that part. Uh, what? what if I don't want to do anything? Then quit stressing yourself out about it. Yeah. The solution is to not do it. Yeah. There we go. That's the answer. But when you say, hey, I want to make cool sounds. And then I go and make and a then cool like, sound with Synad sub effects and it fucking crashes every time I try. It crashes, yeah. But I, I guess it's... I'm confused at what your goals are. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Because I'm operating under the assumption that your goal is to be a skilled musician, both in production, like on the computer, and also performance on like your bass guitar. That's to me what I model your goals to be. Right. Is that right? That's uh, more right than what I had in my mind. Because in my mind, I was fumbling for a goal. I was like, oh, well, I don't want to release music. It's like, oh, I like expressing myself freely. I don't know. Like, that's too vague. And then you say skilled musician. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly it. Good job. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's a whole nother can of worms that I'm just not even going to touch. <laughs> but it's a can of worms that's like labeled like toxic. Do not even <laughs> discuss on the podcast. It's spewing acid. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like filled with like toxic waste. I've, uh, I've learned a lot today. Uh, do you have any final comments or do you want to do the next section? I have so much more to say. All right, go for it. I, uh, 
So I'm operating under the assumption that your goal is to be a skilled musician, both in production and performance. Yes, agreed. Agreed. So, like, I, you're, you're distracting yourself from that goal with, I need to make a huge set of instruments before I can start, you know, producing something. Right. Or I need this FX pedal I, before uh, I can start making something cool. I, uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> like you, I, I can keep coming up with examples. Yep. Those are just like top of my mind examples. I need to download Linux and get Reaper set up and get Reaper plugins. Right. And use open source uh, fucking synthesizers and, I need to use the right sample library and I need to have this and that and this and that. And I can't, I can't just plug in my bass guitar into my computer and play some tunes into it. It's all reasons that you can't just plug it into audacity and play some tunes, which would do almost exactly what you want it to do. I've been thinking about that yet. Keep up. So either I'm wrong that about your goals or you're sabotaging yourself with in relationship to your goals. I think this one You are right. I'll just Start oh, off. I I gave you an or. <laughs> you said yes. I said this or that, and you answered yes. You're right. It's... <laughs> um. I. Uh, I've never phrased it as. I mean, I, this is a, this is a new perspective uh, for me. I, uh, um, I, uh, mm. I agree with what? All of it. <laughs> You're not wrong. What? I don't. Uh, you agree with my confusion? Ah, uh, no. Well, yeah, that too. Wait. Wait, okay, which part am I not wrong about, them? What part are you... What part are you... Which part do you agree with, I, uh, if it's not the confusion? Uh, I, I agree with, with uh, all that you said. With, with the words I don't that... even understand what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I am reluctant to calling it self-sabotage merely because I have not reflected upon it. It might very well be. Though I will comment. Like, but though you are also right that it is a value difference in in how like creative processes I think work between the people and between the crafts and I how how about this? Uh, let's take the FX pedal. 
as an example, uh, because part of my recent realization since coming back to school is that I absolutely don't need one. But I think because I think I remember the conversation you're kind of alluding to in. Uh, so I did a, a bunch of like solo bass stuff with a loop pedal. And you said this like years ago too. Like, why can't I just like plug in and do my loops into that? Uh, none. Oh, I'm, I have a lot of thoughts. I, this won't be coherent. There's a, yeah, sure. There's a thing that happens when, when I discovered like the possibility of doing the solo bass stuff with my like current multi-effect. And then I explored that a lot and I did that a lot. And I put that on a rolling on like a fucking conveyor belt and I have a lot of music to show for it. And then I stopped being interested in that. I had done it a lot. And then, and then, okay. like a savior in the darkness, a product and a company comes along. And uh, it made me go, hmm, wow, this is kind of like the tools that I'm used to with my old multi-effects pedal with my, the effects. But it's, it's in a different way and I can do other things that I can't do with my other effects pedal. Wow, I can imagine the possibilities of being able to parallel route my audio. Wow, that will probably be really exciting to do. I could still do that, though, with other tools now that I think about it for more than three seconds. But it, it, being able to do that within the same solo bass context of just being able to make those sounds in a new, in a slightly new context, just still going straight into, say, a looper pedal or whatever. And then I think back to my current pedal and I go, yeah, because I've, I'm really not, I'm pretty done with the, I'm, I just don't want to. My interest does not lie with, with that way of working and the, ooh, and I, I feel done with that. Okay. That does not absolutely not exclude now, like, and I remember but. fighting this a lot. I could do that right now with the digital audio workstation. You are right. Yeah, I, it's, you know, how, how strict I am with starting stuff. Yes. It's, yeah, hold on, let me organize my thoughts here. Okay, let me restart that. I am very focused on actually getting things done. Right. With my goals. Mm. My goal with writing is mostly to just have fun. Mm. Also, tertiarily to have the, uh, the satisfaction of making something and, the, you know, yeah. I feel like I'm pretty good at, uh, I feel like I'm good at it in comparison to my other creative skills. Yeah. So it's also the satisfaction of doing something I feel like I'm good at. Basically, it all adds up to I write and release things online because they make me feel good. Right. So to achieve that goal, I try to remove as many barriers to entry as I can, both like mentally, mentally and physically from my writing. Yeah. So if I want to make a new draft for a story, 
I literally press like two keys on my keyboard and it makes like a new thing. And I could just start, start doing that. Yeah. I don't need to set up a writing environment. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to yeah. do any of that. Writing, and that hit me uh, in your little thinking period. Uh, environment. I'm obsessed with building environments around me. Yeah, and like, the way it happens, like, the environment builds itself around your needs. Right. If you force yourself to start making the thing right away, it'll come. Solutions will come right. as you encounter problems. Right. I've, uh... You do not have the ability to predict what problems will come up until you actually get to them most of the time. Like synapse, synapse, quite Yeah, I, no, I've, uh, I've had that thought, but I've not come to the realization, if that makes sense. Mm, no, it okay. doesn't make sense to you. No, keep going. <laughs> and I think this is one of our values difference. Yeah. Because I love environments, for one. I love the environments people create things in. It's one of my private obsessions. I think we talked about this, actually. Oh, we might have. But uh, it's one of my private obsessions. And, like, I love seeing how a programmer sets up their programming environment. Or how a musician sets up their music-creating environment. Right. Or how a writer set us, sets up their writing environment. Because it says so, so much about, like, the way they make things. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's one of those really hard, esoteric things to explain. I, I like it because I like it. I know what you mean. Yeah. I think I do. But the caveat is that I don't care about right environments that people make for the sake of making environments. Mm. Yeah. I care about environments that are actually useful. So I go to like r slash Unix porn. <laughs> yeah, you know that one. Yeah. Where they have all of these like rices and shit and it's just like these super hyper like colorized and like themed like Linux setups. Yeah. And they don't do anything with them. They sit and look at them. Hmm? They, they, you look at them. Yeah, it's, it's, they're more like art pieces. Right. And I, that's totally fine. You can make art with anything. It's awesome. Good job. But I don't care about the environment in that case. So that might be... A values difference? I have you are more I can explain predisposed this. to caring about environments for the sake of environments. I, I can explain this. Uh, it, it hit me. I haven't. I hadn't thought about this for uh, for about a year. Uh, about a year ago, I read a little book called "How to Be an Imperfectionist." It sucks. It's a bad <laughs> book past page like seventy four or eighty four or something like that, uh, because those first mm -hmm. pages are actually like a rundown on the different type of like observed and uh, like currently medicinically like defined forms of perfectionism uh and i realized reading those pages that i i mean we all have some of them we, we all suffer from like 
like over preparing or or like setting too high ex expectations of ourselves in certain situations or yada yada some of, and some of us do it more chronically uh and it just hit me i uh i felt like i couldn't start using like reaper or like any of my programs and tools until i had like every facet of it like syncable and backup easily backupable and like traceable in my home folder and and easily navigatable it's setting too high of an initial bar to entry it's mm -hmm. that form of perfectionism of creating perfect environments because you're trying yeah, because that's exactly what i mean yeah exactly because just as you said like trying to predict all your future problems and if you can even if you can even imagine like oh yeah but it, it this isn't waterproof for that scenario then you won't even start using the thing or start doing the thing i hadn't thought about it for for a year but that just now appeared in my brain yeah the thought yeah that's exactly what i mean yeah it's setting a too high a bar of entry yeah one of my obsessions with creativity is lowering that bar to entry to like Minimum. effortless levels. Yes. Effortless, yeah. And I'll reiterate that if you force yourself to start making the thing, solutions will come up to the problems you find right. as you find them, and your environment will adapt itself to it's, that. Uh, it's interesting. I, I had. Or, well, you'll adapt yourself to the environment. You'll adapt the environment to the problem, yeah. Uh, instead of adapting the problem to the environment, right. some it, it's very interesting. These, symmetrical uh, thing. These past like two months on the podcast, you just described my inability to even like look at my look at my instrument without feeling perpetual anxiety. Uh, mm -hmm. and come like the first day at dorms in school, I just realized that I'm. I'm going to have to do this, <laughs> right? So I do it. And I've just, mm -hmm. I've radically changed up my my practice schedule and the way that I view my music lesson and my time at school, in, at school in general and playing with people. I haven't changed as a person. I still feel pretty bad and I'm still performance rid riddled and, and, and such, but I just, I just view school and, and playing my instrument in a different way now that I have to in order to like show up for class yeah i thought about that and that was yeah. that was a weird dichotomy uh because we, we talked about this yesterday i believe uh and because i hadn't told you you this it was just like such an such a transition for me you were like and, and i told you like oh no it's fine i'm practicing i'm playing it's fun and you just went what yeah the the school like authority thing like cuts through that bullshit you've been building up it's i would not at all describe it like that i i would rather and i would rather emphasize what you said about uh shaping the the, the context around the issue uh so suddenly i've shaped all of my practice time into something different uh, last year, when I felt bad, like playing my instrument, it was all about like performing and doing good every practice session, yada yada, getting forward. And for me now, it's just like, oh, well, I just, I just like hearing myself play. <laughs> it's like that's what I want to go in and do. Uh, 
I have my bare minimum things, bare minimum items that I can do. I I've simplified all of all of my exercises, and I don't, and I mentally don't at all expect anything to happen. But at the same time, like every day, I just want to go and play and practice. Everything has changed, and it's so weird. Hmm. Yeah, just cutting through that initial barrier. Yeah, yeah, and I, basically forcing my brain have, to find a solution to the problem, or or yeah. somewhat. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, that's I'm not, that's what I mean by yeah. like forcing yourself to find solutions to problems. And now when I come fully understand. Uh, I fully understand. Keep going. I have a pretty serious question, mm -hmm. actually. Yeah. Um. I hope this doesn't cause any like long-term damage. Oh, no, you actually. know it will. Yeah. Oh, great. Do you want to be extraordinary? Do you have a goal to be extraordinary in the things you do? Extraordinary. That's yeah, a lot. And I mean that in the literal sense of the word extraordinary. What is the literal? Beyond the ordinary. Beyond the ordinary. You want to be extraordinary? Yes. Yes or no? Yes. You sure? No, I felt very bad saying that. It's uh, about six months ago, I noticed a thing. I, um, as with most people, I uh, get like images in my brain of like how I want like the future to look and the places that I'll be in. Like, yeah. Like good, getting an interview at yeah. like a prestigious podcast yeah. or, or, or something. Or even just for me, it's a lot of like just getting an interview where I can speak about like my, my yeah. core. That's not what I mean by no, 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 no. It, sitting at sitting, like holding lectures to music students uh where they're asking me questions about like well how did you develop x and y how did you do this and this and then me going well in my practice or in my career i did a lot of this and i don't know because i it, it's me in my brain like oh man if i start doing this and this then i can get to a point where i can sit and people can ask me about how i achieved the special ability of like playing solo bass or, or whatever uh is that still within the realms? No. Not really. Then I mean then no, not really. Then I, I have mean, no Yeah, I mean extraordinary in the sense like not in the sense like you're the best, but you're extraordinary. You're if you read like the if you listen to like the best song you've ever heard. Mm out of context from who made it or what happened to like what your life was like and just judged it specifically on the song. That song is extraordinary because it stood out more than all of the other songs you've listened to. Right. Do you want to be extraordinary like that song is? I I still think there's no I I do have a certain things I want to do with my 
musicality in my ears and hearing, but but n not no. I can't. I can't claim I would want to go for for goals in my musicianship where people where I where where I am considered to have technical mastery beyond the normal. I don't mean technical mastery. I mean it's close, closer. But I mean in the sense like if you go to class kind of thing, like the things you're doing might be looked at as like completely deviant and different. And like it could be like a revolutionary thing or an extraordinary thing. The word I keep coming back to is extraordinary because it's extraordinary. You take what's ordinary and you make it extra and not in the like weird bitchy word right. use of extra. You make it extraordinary. I uh, don't really resonate with that. I don't quite think I quite fully understand in the context. Well, ask me questions and see if... Um, I... No. You know what? No. My answer is no. Okay. I think that's one of our more fundamental values difference. Right. Because I have an intense need to be extraordinary. I, uh... Yeah. I want to make things that change people's lives. I want to make things that are totally different from anything anyone's ever seen. Mm. I, you know, I, yeah, and I don't relate. I want to be the best at it <laughs> I, because I want to be extraordinary. I do not relate. No, my, uh, yeah. my goals are more internalized. I want, I definitely, definitely. Oh, but that's such a. No, those are. I, those it's a are, question of ambition, I guess. I don't even think it's. Oh, yeah, I think it's. I think it's related. I think it's peripherally related, but I don't think it is that either. I. Uh, I have. Uh, it's. I don't have any, any words to describe this. I think ambition is peripherally related, but I think I don't think it's directly related. I really don't. Yeah, I I kind of mean it more in an ambition sense. Do you have the ambition to be extraordinary? Well, well no, then. Yeah, I uh, I think one of my biggest issues with you know talking with you about your creative efforts, talking with people in general about their creative efforts. Mm -hmm. Is that I assume everyone has the same ambition to be extraordinary that I do. Right. Because why that wouldn't you want to be? Hmm. <laughs> and it's not, that's obviously not like the only thing that motivates me. Right. Like I said before, way, way back, my main reason is to do it because I, you know, like it. It makes me feel good on a, on a moment to moment basis. Right. 
and it has like long-term effects of making me feel good. But I practice and I work as much as I do because I want to be extraordinary. Right. I could feel the same level of uh, satisfaction with less work. But I don't because my other goal is to be extraordinary. Have strong will. Yeah. I, um, uh, ambition. I said, I'm just going to switch this over gently again into the what happens next section. What happens next? And well, that was a roller coaster, huh? I I'm gonna keep on that that thought a little bit. With the roller coaster? No, with the amb ambition specifically. I, I thought a little bit about that. No, I, I'm oh, not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm gonna drop it. Uh, it's. I have a. Well, I have keep a. Going. Uh, I have a vague feeling uh, that my that my current that my current things that I do and my actual ambition level are misaligned. That might be. No, I, I know for a fact they are. I feel it deep in my heart. Um, and the problem for me is, no, that's, it's not, it's an unfinished thought. And really that's just absolutely relevant for all the, all the crap we've been talking about for the past 45 minutes uh, breaking my breaking my life down i uh i have changes i need to make <laughs> don't we all i have changes i want to make don't we all but why Time. Oh no, that's just uh, completely different. Yeah, I. Uh, this has been a lot to think about. Yeah, I like how we have snuck in two book reviews into this podcast. <laughs> oh, book review is another good title. No, it's rational thought. Rational thought is good. Um, what? Yeah, I. I erroneously assume. Everyone around me has the same ambition level. Right, because you you lack the human perspective. I, what? <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I lack a human perspective? <laughs> I, uh, I, I think you do. Pardon me? <laughs> Am I some sort of AI that I don't know? Am I like in the Truman Show? Just uh... Some simulacrum? Made to, like, produce funny stories? I, uh... That's also a thought that I can't come... That I can't... Elaborate on eloquently. Um... But, but I will say this. How... Mm, do you discuss creative writing a lot with other people? <clears throat> um... Yes and no. Yeah. I discuss creating things in general with people. Mm. For example, somebody I know comes up to me, and you can probably guess who they are. <sighs> not not our mutual friend, it's family member. But 
they come up to me and they're like, they literally tell me, man, I've been, I've been wanting to like make something. <laughs> they literally tell me this. I'm like, okay, make it. <laughs> and like, those are the kind of conversations I have with people where they complain to me that they want to do something and then they don't do it. Right. You don't then. Yeah, that's basically the extent of conversations I have about creativity, unless they're with you. Right. And uh, then I go into like deeper stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I think there's a lot to, yeah, it's life is hard when you don't function as normal people. I know that's exaggerating. Um, I, I have, I have nothing to add. Um, I, uh, yeah, I really don't. I don't know. It's the ambition thing. Mm. It's not like a new thing either. Like even when I was like a child, like really young child, I always had this thought in the back of my head that I wanted to be more than ordinary. Right. Like ending up being ordinary would be too sad for me. If that makes any sense. I, uh, I empathize in, in that I usually don't, I, I'm not going to say that either because it's not, it's not true. I empathize. Yes. I, I understand. Do you, for, for hmm. me, a lot of, I remember feeling very, very bad at those young ages when I, uh, when I thought about like the things that I could do or that I wanted to do or that other people wanted me to do. And I think that that might be what I'm confused about today. Mm. What is it that it, I It's want? not a extraordinary for other people either. I'm sorry. Again. Like, I, I don't relate to that specifically. No. Like, I don't know. Like, I like getting, making things for people. It's fun. And I like getting fun feedback. It's satisfying. Right. Did you, uh, uh, and I think I know the answer. Did you ever get a lot when you were younger? Like, oh, Tim's so smart. He's going to be an engineer or a scientist. <laughs> well, when you're developing video games, when you're like 10 years old, you get a lot of comments like that. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have no no concrete yeah, words. I have follow up. I don't know. I don't get a lot of anxiety about the people's expectations about my creative work. There we go. If that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah, because I, I do that. I get that a lot. I get anxiety from people's other kinds of expectations, like emotional expectations. Right. But when it comes to my work, not so much. intense <laughs> I uh, yeah that, no, this was fun this was fun yeah I'm starving by the way one hour 40 minutes 
Yeah, let's. I mean, let's what? Let's call it quits. You sure? Nothing more to say? No, I uh, no. Um. Well, I have plenty. I could probably say. <laughs> Just be treading new ground, and you're already emotionally exhausted. So, yeah. Fuck all of you. See ya. Thank you for listening to to get your skills on. Get your skills on. Get your skills on.